Happy Sunday, everyone. Welcome into a very special edition of the Final Whistle Sports Podcast. March Madness has officially arrived. The committee has put in the field of 68. And I have a crew for you guys to show who is going to break it all down with me. I have Matt and Rich from Paul the Sports and College Basketball Review. I have Pat and CJ from the front office. And I have Joseph Papandrea, who is my most frequent guest, and he also is contributing and helping me out with the final whistle. Gentlemen, thank you for taking some time out of your day. Matt and Rich, just what was your initial reaction? And thanks for coming on. You guys start. Yeah, I'll start off first. And just obviously excited up here in Syracuse. Have to get, have to get that in. We're uh, rejoicing in the city of Syracuse that we have been included into the field of 68. But initial reaction, I thought the committee did it a really good job with seating. Um, probably one of the first tournaments where I don't have a lot of gripes about seating and teams that got left out. So I think they did an awesome job with that. The minute Utah State popped up on the screen, I said to myself, okay, maybe Syracuse isn't going to make it, and this is going to make a really good episode because Matt is going to be pissed that Syracuse is not in the bracket. But then they <laughs> snuck in anyway. Uh, so, I mean, now he's happy, and nobody wants that. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see, we'll see what happens as we go along. But I'll, 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 save my, uh, I'll, I'll save my initial reactions for a little later. Sounds good. Pat, you go next. Yeah, I agree with them. I think they did a good job this year. Um, obviously, with the front office, we're dealing with a lot of Rutgers people, and they're uh, they're pretty happy from what uh, from what I'm hearing. I think you know uh, Houston's an interesting one in the second round. Got to get past Clemson first, and you know that's very doable. Um, but overall, you know, before we get into the Rutgers and, and talk or anything like that, I think overall they did a good job this year. I think I think they nailed it for sure. CJ. If anyone comes within 10 points of Gonzaga, man, I'll walk around my block naked because that's just not going to happen. And to wrap it up, Paps, what do you got? Yeah, overall, great job by the committee. You know, it was such a tough year with COVID, you know, teams having pauses, but uh, definitely a great job. You know, we're all Hall guys, so, you know, we're all upset that Seton Hall, we're going to miss out for the first time in, what is it, five years? So, yeah, uh, it'll be... It'll be interesting to see uh, how the tournament goes um, and who, who we'll be rooting for. So we'll, uh, we'll leave it up there and who we're going to pick our final four. No doubt. And the team that took us out, Georgetown, a 12 seed, real trap game potentially for them. They get a Colorado team that just lost in the Pac-12 title. But so let's start by breaking it all down. Let's start off with the East. Caps, you have the Eastern section. Just give it to me straight. What do you see here out of the Eastern bracket? We have Michigan as the one, Alabama the two, and then again, Texas the three, and to wrap up, Florida State as the four seed is your top four seeds here. Yeah, you know, Blaine, uh, I really like this bracket. Very wide open. I think all you guys could agree on this one. Um, You know, by looking at it, I don't think Michigan is the name that I'm looking at. I'm looking at Georgetown, you know, we watched a lot of Georgetown this week in the Big East tournament and they knocked off uh, Xavier, who was hot coming in um, late in the game. Uh, They knocked off Villanova, Creighton and of course, Seton Hall. So, you know, I I think uh, that's a good matchup and a tough one for Colorado to get out of there. But, you know, Michigan being the number one, they don't have livers playing. So um, it'll be tough. And, you know, you can't count out UConn either. Uh, so, you know, wide open here, Florida state. Um, and I'm, I'm actually very excited to see Iona play in this, um, mm-hmm. right. with Rick, Rick Bettino back in the, back in the tourney. So, you know, very wide open, but, uh, out of this bracket, I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to say Florida state may sneak out of there. Um, or even Alabama, the two, the two, or where are we go? Uh, Four. Yeah. Two of the four sneaking out of there to get to the final four. Interesting. Cause I actually have Florida state losing in the first round. So anyway, but to the next region, <laughs> <laughs> we got the Midwest now. Um, again, Rutgers is the 10 seed here. We have the top four seeds, Illinois. And then we had the two seed Houston, three seed West Virginia, and then Oklahoma state wraps up the four Pat and CJ, CJ, you go first. You guys cover Rutgers a lot. What did you see in the Midwest region here? Boy, did Rutgers hit the jackpot, man, because they have a real shot. 
I mean, this is as good of a draw. I mean, listen, the way they play basketball, I mean, first of all, Clemson's a good team, but they are very, very beatable and they have not played well in the past couple months. Okay, like, they could – I don't know. West Virginia scares me. I mean, they're tougher than a weekend at your in-law's house. They are – but, like, that Syracuse zone and Syracuse advances, like, their whole game revolves around Derek Culver. Like, they could – they could – like, I don't know. It's insane. Oklahoma State getting in with the whole scandal, interesting. But Kate Cunningham's probably the best player right. in the tournament, which on top of it – I don't know. I mean – Obviously, the convenient answer would say, let's go Illinois. But, I mean, I can't see Oklahoma State. They're so freshman-orientated. Uh, I mean, West Virginia coming out would not shock me. Obviously, you have to pay respect to Houston. Houston's a very good basketball team. Um, I say probably go West Virginia. Pat? Um, I'm going to hit you guys with a crazy hot take and take Illinois um, out this region. <laughs> Mason uh, yeah. Wallace. Yeah, I'm going to uh, – it's pretty, pretty pretty hot of me. Uh, so, no, I think Illinois is unbelievable. Um, Io, Batman, Desanmu, I mean, he's just – he's an absolute bucket. I, lo- I love their I love their team, and I think, I think Oklahoma State is not a threat whatsoever. I don't think Houston's a threat. West Virginia, I, I think, is the biggest threat. I would agree with CJ, um, but I Thanks. think they're too deep. What would you say? Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, Rutgers, like CJ said, uh, great draw for them. I really like. I really think they have a shot at uh, you know being a Sweet 16 team. Just in, they in really do. Like they they look look like it's a really good draw. Syracuse getting in was surprising. I'm happy. I like watching Syracuse in, in March. Um, love Shout how they Matt. just kind of. What's that? Shout out Matt. Matt's a diehard Syracuse fan. Yo, yo, oh, CJ, oh. Inter- interrupt me one more fucking time. Sorry. Am, I allowed to, am I allowed to curse on this plane? It's all right. I'll just throw the explicit on it. All right, all right. So, okay. CJ, just just one more time, <laughs> and uh, we'll see what happens. Anyway, um, looking at the rest, uh, Tennessee's good. I don't I don't love them, but uh, yeah, I think I think Illinois. It, it, it's there. It's their uh, it's their region. Sorry to be a, a be boring but i just i just i just see it that way big 10 champs and they've been the one of the hotter teams moving in so it's not not a big deal and for the south uh i will take the south here you got baylor at the one you have ohio state at the two arkansas at the three purdue at the four for me i see minimum a couple upsets here i really like colgate i really do mm-hmm. he's got these guys have something figured out here uh, that game's going to be minimum in the 80s. There's just going to be running and gunning. Jordan and Burns, he's a stud player. He was a part of their uh, tournament team a couple years back. He averages 17 and 5. And I think for Colgate, their advantage here is that they have 10 deep that play roughly 10 minutes. That, so they're going to be able to have fresh bodies the entire time through. I really yeah. think as well, Villanova really got a crappy draw, if I'm being absolutely honest. You got probably one of the better non-power five teams in Winthrop, who's only lost once this year, and they've been absolutely humming uh, in in 2021. Been absolutely dominant. They have not really had any competition, and without Gillespie, Villanova is in real trouble to be one of those five twelve upsets. And again, so for me here, and again, Baylor UNC potentially in the next round, and Baylor really hasn't figured it out after the COVID issues themselves unc has four big men that can really rebound yeah i don't know there's a lot of parity here i mean i mean i would probably have to go one of the big 10 squads honestly for me i'd probably be leaning in ohio state to come out of out of the south that's just my opinion because i like how the buckeyes are playing it's all going to be dependent on their health they did play a couple overtime games in the last three days are they going to be able to recover in time for friday or all right, let's jump to our final bracket. The West, we have Gonzaga as our top overall seed. Then you have Iowa, Kansas, and Virginia. It's a very unique here that they put the committee, put Kansas and Virginia, the two teams that may potentially be unable to play due to COVID-19 with them being dropping out in their conference tournaments. Uh, Rich, I'll start with you. Rich and Matt, this is your bracket here. Give me a quick taste. Uh, You you know, what I was going to say before, and I said I would hold it for now, is that I really, while I was looking at the, at the, uh, the bracket and and looking at everything and taking it all into consideration, my thing was, I I don't see how this doesn't end in Gonzaga versus Illinois for the championship. I just don't. Uh, So when you look at uh, this region, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, Gonzaga's really alone by themselves up there near the top. I don't really see anything other than them coming out of this bracket. Uh, if you want to give Iowa a chance, you can. But uh, again, you look at Gonzaga, they are just one through five. There's no holes. And then you want to say to yourself, okay, Iowa can maybe – Luca Garza is an impact player, but he, is he – is he a big enough impact player to make a difference against Gonzaga? The answer for me is no. Uh, just looking at some of the other things in this bracket, Blaine, you mentioned, I mean, is Virginia going to be able to play? Uh, that's going to be a huge question mark. I'm happy for Drake sneaking in there. Honestly, uh, that's a, that's a good story. You know, let them get their game. I, I don't, I don't think they're going to win against Wichita state, but I'm happy they get to experience uh, March madness. And of course, Darnell Brody, a former Seton hall man gets to experience, <laughs> experience March madness. So good for Drake sneaking in there. But honestly, I, I look at this bracket and I say, you know, Gonzaga, really, uh, we just spent an hour uh, listening to the other teams that really get to lose to Gonzaga at the end of the day. Matt? It's a fact. Yeah, Rich, I mean, I, I agree with you there. It's just Gonzaga and Iowa are going to run through this to the Elite Eight. Uh, the only thing that I had on this bracket is that I think Missouri is the most undervalued team in the entire tournament, to be quite honest with you. Uh, this is a team that beat five teams in the non-conference that are in this bracket. They have a win over Illinois. They beat Alabama and Tennessee. They're a team that can beat anyone in the country to be quite honest with you. Of course, they have a tough game against Oklahoma and the winner gets Gonzaga. Um, Oregon's another team to keep an eye on. I think Oregon's a very good team. Again, tough draw getting Iowa in the second round, but I think Oregon could make that close. Um, I think the winner of USC and Wichita State goes past Kansas to the Sweet 16. And I also see that with Creighton. And then Ohio with Jason Preston. Uh, he's possibly the, the coolest story in all of college basketball coming from you know, practically nothing in high school to now I think he can lead Ohio past Virginia um, because his guard play is better than anything Virginia has. When, without a doubt, it's a really unique scenario that we're all looking at here. So let's break these regions down a little bit more now that we've actually given everybody a little bit of a glimpse of these regions. So Matt, I want to start off with you real quick. You do uh, for the college basketball review, Matty Brackets. You got 67 out of the 68 teams correct. What was the team that you had in Whoa. and who was the team you had out? Yeah, so I had um, Ole Miss in instead of Drake. I just thought Ole Miss had some better SEC wins. I know Drake with the Loyola win was impressive, but if you're going to put Drake in at 25-4, and four, what's wrong with Belmont? I mean, they had practically the same type of – of record and same type of quality wins as Drake's and you don't even hear Belmont's name being mentioned. So I just thought that was kind of a little bit of a fluke, but um, you know, I, I really can't argue with it because Drake was still one of my first two teams out. So I think that was great. Um, but taking a look through this overall bracket, the one team, and um, I know you guys weren't totally high on them. I have them going to the championship and that's Oklahoma state. I think Cade Cunningham's going to take over this tournament. Part of it is just how much it reminds me of, of, Syracuse in 2003 you have a freshman point guard and a freshman stud small forward leading the team a team that got hot as of late that was kind of overlooked all season long and now you got Oklahoma State playing the best basketball at the most important time of the year um, of course getting paired up against Illinois in the Sweet 16 has me second guessing that um, just because I don't know how Oklahoma State's going to guard Kofi Coburn I don't think they have anyone that can stop him down low but um, that's just kind of one of my takes. And I had Gonzaga winning this thing. Um, I'm sure we'll go into that later on, but those are just a few points. Rich, how about you? Yeah, I mean, kind of like I said before, it's, uh, you know, I, I tried to find ways where Gonzaga and Illinois didn't match up in the championship and I couldn't do it. Uh, you know, if you take a look at the other brackets, I have, I have major questions about Michigan right now. They don't look the same without Isaiah Livers. Uh, they're, they're missing a huge part of their game without him. Uh, so I, I don't have them making it into the final four. I'll just tell you that right now. Uh, and and in, the, in the other top half of the bracket, Blaine, you kind of touched on it a little bit. Uh, Baylor, for me, I have a few questions with. We saw them come out of the gate early. And if you watched college basketball early on the season until Baylor went on that pause, it was obvious that Gonzaga and Baylor were the top two teams in the country. Uh, 
Now it's Gonzaga and you can make a case for an Illinois. You can make a case for Ohio state. Um, so I have a few questions now about Baylor as well. Uh, and, and that's where, when I took those two sections of the bracket, I said to myself, okay, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna have to be Gonzaga and Illinois. Pat and CJ, you guys had Isaiah Livers on your show. Give me an overall take about Michigan here. I want to interrupt Pat. You want me to go? Yeah, you can go. I mean, I like Michigan. I think Hunter Dickinson's an absolute stud. I, I mean, I don't know if you guys were, uh, were watching that game. I'm surprised that Mike Smith took that last shot. It was like, uh, very unwise. Was... It was, I don't think Juwan Howard really had a game plan there. To, he just let him go ISO one-on-one. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, I like them. Uh, I think, I think you know, Hunter's like, I think Hunter's game like translates really well in March. I think the game sometimes late uh, slows down. You want to feed your big man. I think having a powerful guy like that uh, to go to um, in these in these big situations is huge. Um, so, and I think he's bred for it. I think he's ready. Um, so I like him for that. I think Mike Smith's good. I like their, their guard play solid uh, overall, but, and I think Juwan Howard's a hell of a coach. So now you, I mean, you can't count them out. I think they have a real shot. CJ. Yeah. You, you want me to tell you about the East bracket or just anything in general? Anything you want, man. Oof, you're giving me the floor. I, I think... also, I, I also want to add that I, I want to see Alabama make it. Yeah, I was just going to say just because they're the most fun team to watch for me right now. But go ahead, CJ. Just just another thing I want to add. I think that Oregon is going to make an Elite Eight run. I think they're going to kick the poop out of Iowa. I think a healthy Oregon is absolutely insane. Um, I'm actually very intrigued by the potential UConn-Alabama matchup. Alabama is so, is so darn good. But it's no secret they live and die by the three. If they catch – if they don't catch heat, I mean, they're beatable, but they're so much fun to watch, like Pat said. Um, another matchup that is very intriguing is a potential Rutgers-Houston matchup. I mean, yeah. I don't see why – Houston is a very good team, just because they're not on TV a lot. Don't, don't get it twisted. But they are – if Rutgers – let's just say if Rutgers plays, you know, beginning of season Rutgers basketball, they could compete with anyone. One team I would look out for to make a, a deep run is Utah State. When I when we talked to Rothstein, um, he like talked about it's like with Rothstein, you know, you want him to talk about Illinois, Gonzaga, whatever, and then of course for like a minute straight, just like rant about Utah State. We're like, dude, just like talk about something that's gonna get us some hits. But it, like, but it, like then I took a deep dive and looked at them. I'm like, wow, this team's really, really good. So like. I think they're what? They're playing Texas Texas Tech, I think, I saw or something. Yeah, yeah Texas I believe Tech, it's Barry. Texas Tech. And Texas being, Tech. only being an hour north of Utah State, uh, I understand all the hype about them. But <laughs> for them, their issue is is being able to rebound because when they lost to Boise State twice this in a couple weeks ago, they could not rebound the basketball. I think that's their real Achilles heel at the moment. Right. rebounding so it's gonna be really interesting to see how they're gonna be able to approach that but yeah they got a decent they got a really good squad any anybody in Baylor's bracket I don't love Baylor overall anybody in that I think that region's just like wide open so I you know I, I, th I think anything could happen uh, UNC's big men are crazy like they can yeah, I Baylor. think that's a real nightmare matchup for Baylor just kidding, yep. just kidding North Carolina exactly perhaps what's your take yeah, you know, overall, I think um, our picks are Gonzaga and Illinois in a final. Um, you know, you got to watch out for those sleeper teams like Pat had mentioned, Utah State. That bracket's pretty wide open now that I'm looking at it more and more in depth. You know, Villanova is uh, pretty injured and, you know, Winthrop could, you know, steal a win from them and knock Villanova out in the first round. Um, so pretty wide open there. But I kind of want to go off what CJ said. Uh, I love if the potential matchup could be Houston Rutgers, um, you know, um, a Jersey team, how can you not root for them? You know, they had a great season. Uh, I like to see them go, you know, pretty far and make a run, uh, maybe an elite eight team. So um, overall uh, I think it's Gonzaga and Illinois bracket to lose, you know, it's, it's there, they have, it's in their hands pretty much, but you know, can't count out those uh, sneaky teams. Like I had mentioned. For me, it's all about the parity that I think of having the entire tournament in the state of Indiana. Mm -hmm. And I think 
John Rothstein actually said this on Pat and CJ's uh, interview the other day that I think just the having it in one area, it's kind of levels the playing field with the, the not as many fans. It's going to be really intriguing to see for me. I've got upsets all across the board. I got at least two per region right now for myself. As I mentioned in the South, I have Colgate and Winthrop taking out Arkansas and Nova. But for me, uh, I had two sleeper teams. I had Loyola, Chicago, and Georgia Tech is two teams that can make a potential run, and they got stuck in the first round. So uh, the Midwest, and then they, you get Illinois next. So, I mean, those runs are going to be short-lived, which was unfortunate for me. But I really like the Michigan State or UCLA winner taking out BYU, the Cougars. I've watched a lot of BYU basketball being in Idaho right now, and I just haven't been really sold on them all year. And what I saw is that in the Gonzaga game is that when adversity struck the Cougars, they could not match the intensity whatsoever of a, as, of a, one of the top tier programs. And when you get Tom Izzo or even just the name that is UCLA, it's going to be really intriguing to see how that plays out. But I really think the first four matchups are must-see TV. You got Wichita State and Drake, two non-Power 5 teams matching up. Then you got Michigan State and UCLA, which – Right there, that's a final four, usually worthy matchup nine times out of ten. So really intriguing to see. Uh, Paps, what was your take on the first four? Give me a rating. We did this a couple of weeks ago. One out of ten on the first four games, one to ten. Yeah, um, I know we had we had some different teams making it. Um, we but had I really Duke, liked- Michigan State. We had Indiana, Syracuse. We had a <laughs> yeah, we, we were all over the place, um, but a lot has changed over, you know, the last two weeks. So um, I'm going to give this like a – I'm going to go with a, a high seven, like almost an eight, but I'm going to stick with a seven. I like that Michigan State-UCLA game the most. That's probably the most exciting game to watch, um, but also the Wichita State-Drake game as well. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go with an eight. I'll, I really like those two games. Um, so I'll give it an eight there. All right, Pat, give me a one to 10 on the first four games. I was just about the, I mean, he took the words out of my mouth. Michigan state game is going to be awesome. Like I'm actually excited. I don't usually like the first four games or whatever, but like that game's going to be a lot of fun. Um, was it Wichita state? Drake, Drake is, is the, the other one. I mean, that, that's solid. That's sort of uh, is appealing. I would give it I would give it like a seven. I would give it a seven. I'm really excited for that one game, though. CJ, what about you? One to ten. I think it goes January, February, Izzo, May. That's going to be a good one. And I just hope – who is Drake playing? Wichita. Well, I hope Wichita State's watching film and has to stop Darnell Brody now because if they don't, <laughs> they don't really stand much of a shot. Rich, one to ten. You know, I like I like I said before, I'm happy for Drake getting in and uh, to echo everybody else. Of, of course, I want to see Michigan State, UCLA. Um, the other matchups, they'll leave a little bit to be desired for. Uh, I, if you are just a plain college basketball fan that just likes to watch uh, just re- not regularly, but you're not really into it and, and you watch these first four. I mean, I don't know how entertaining uh, a Norfolk State Appalachian state matchup is for you. Um, so, I, you know, just for a, for a little change up, I'll give it, I don't know. I'll, I'll say Michigan's the Michigan state UCLA matchup brings it to a six for me. All right. And Matt close us out here. Yeah. I love the first four games. I think Wichita state and Drake is going to be a classic. Um, I, again, well, I think they can, they can go a couple of rounds and I have UCLA beating Michigan state by at least 10. I think they're going to destroy them. I really do. I love UCLA. Really, and UCLA has really skidded into the tournament. That's a hot take. All right, so let's switch some gears now, and I want to talk about some matchups that you guys potentially see in the brackets that you really want to have take place and what you would hypothetically want to see. So it could be either one of the first-round games or potential matchup that you see at the end. I know Rich Paps has been talking about Gonzaga, Illinois, for (laughs) hyping that up. But uh, let's start with CJ. What is a matchup that you really want to potentially see? UNC Baylor. Why? Because UNC, yes, they were very freshman orientated. You know, they've kind of had an up and down season. But they have four big men that if you – any four of those guys could start a 90% of college basketball teams. They 
I mean, like, okay, oh, wow, Baycock got in trouble. Okay, Darren Sharp, get in there. Like, it is – Walker Kessler's a stud. Like, they are just it, – it, it, it's insane how much depth they have at the big man position, how much quality depth they have. I think they can really – I think they can beat Baylor. Do you think they will? Yeah, you put me in the spot. Yeah, yeah, they're going to beat Baylor, <laughs> man. I, I think North Carolina is going to be bail. That's why I wanted. I, I wanted so. my. I wanted my opinion validated. That's all. <laughs> I'll co-sign you any day of the week, Lane. Perfect, Pat. What about you? What's a matchup you want to see? I'm excited to see the potential Kansas versus USC uh, thing. You know, I know Evan Mobley has to get past potentially. Uh, he's been mentioned like seven thousand times already. Darnell Brody. So we'll see if he, <laughs> if he gets past gets past him. Um, but just mainly off of like the USC representing the PAC 12 in a way, it's just like the PAC 12 gets absolutely crushed throughout the year by everybody, including myself. One, because I think it's just boring basketball. It just, and it's super late. And then if you're not, and then if you're not a Bill Wallen fan as well, you know, that's, that's another story. <laughs> yeah. So if like, Bill Wallen's then, not on the game. There's no point in watching it sometimes. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I think like USC and Evan Mobley kind of be like, hey, like, no, like the Pac-12 is like that. We're like that. And then Kansas kind of seeing like, OK, like which team is going to show, you know, um, you know, we saw what they're capable of at the end. So, I mean, let's, listen, like I, th- I, I want to see which McCormick shows up. I want to see uh, if Mobley's ready for this stage to really explode. And, you know, is the is the Pac-12 really, really, uh, really that impressive or not, you know? So, I don't know. I'm really excited for that. No doubt. Matt, what do you got? What's a matchup you're keeping your eye on? Yeah, I definitely have a few of them, but the one that sticks out to me would be Texas and Alabama. I think that guard combo between Texas's guards and Alabama's guards would just be insane. I mean, they have multiple senior guards, guys that will get looks in the NBA, and I just think that game would just be a real fun one to watch. Um I'm honestly going to stick if Syracuse gets past San Diego State, Jim Beheim versus Bob Huggins. You can't argue versus that. That could be a real, real fun matchup to watch as well. Rich? All right. Well, thank you for taking my answer, Matt. Uh, so I will pivot and I will give you a different matchup instead. Um, I'll, I'll give you Creighton versus Virginia uh, just for the simple fact that Creighton obviously just played a team in Georgetown in the Big East Championship where if you had, before the game started, if you told me the final score was reversed and Creighton won by 25 or whatever the final score ended up being, I would have said, okay, that's fine. Uh, But Georgetown just did so many things right. And now I think Creighton is going to go into the tournament with a chip on their shoulder. They're sitting there saying, there's no possible way we should have let Georgetown steal a bid to this tournament. So if they'll, I think they should get past their first round matchup handily. And then if you do match up against a Virginia, who again is a very tight defensive team, it's a Tony Bennett coach team. You get the same things every year, year in and year out. Uh, I would be curious to see uh, Creighton's game plan against a team like Virginia. Uh, Creighton is a team that shoots the, the three well when they want to. Uh, you know, you have guys like Mitch Ballock and Marcus Zagorowski and Damian Jefferson. They have a lot of guys who can score from behind behind the arc. Uh, so I, I think a, a, a team like Creighton would be an interesting matchup for Virginia. And Paps. Yeah, um, you know, I was looking at that, like what Rich just said, that potential Creighton-Virginia game. But I looked down into the East and he mentioned Georgetown. We literally let... Georgetown steal a bid into this tournament and they're playing like absolutely great basketball. Um, And I could see them, you know, potential matchup Georgetown, Florida state um, in the second round. And honestly, I think Georgetown matches up pretty well and Georgetown could steal a few wins in this tournament. Uh, Just the way they're playing, you know, Patrick Ewing has an excellent group of guys. They're young still, but I think they're just playing, you know, they're just having fun. Um, and that's the team to kind of look out for. Um, and just watching Big East basketball throughout the year, you know, they started off, you know, pretty terrible. Uh, but the last two, three weeks, they turned it up. Um, so that's the matchup I'm kind of looking forward to uh, and seeing how far, you know, a team like that could go in the tournament. No doubt. And for me, it's a potential sweet 16 matchup of Ohio State versus Texas Tech. For me, I have, again, as I mentioned earlier, I have Colgate. I think they're going to take Arkansas out. 
And Texas Tech, I think, is really high as a sixth seed to me. I think they could have easily been in that four or five range. I know they were a little bit trying to tread water down the stretch. But you have Mac McClung, Avery Benson, Kevin McCuller. You just the names go on it for them at the guard position. And they their guard play is absolutely phenomenal. And Chris Beard's squads know how to dig in on the defensive end. And I think that's what you're gonna see in Ohio State Texas Tech matchup, potentially to get into the lead eight. It's going to be really gritty, really defensive oriented. It's not going to be one of those high flying games that the basketball is going to be pretty. It ain't. It's going to be rugged. But sometimes those defensive rugged matchups are the ones that are really intriguing to me. So I got Ohio State and Texas Tech as the matchup, potential matchup that I see that's going to potentially be taking place. So let's switch gears now. We're going to go in a different direction here. And look, I know uh, we've been talking about some double-digit seeds that could potentially make a run. Let's try and narrow it down to one double-digit team or two. Give me one or two double-digit team squads that you can see potentially be in the Sweet 16. And we're going to start off with Rich. That's a bad choice. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Let let, let Let me think. Let me think. Um, just based off of your first glance, what do you think? Mm. Uh, I mean, I'll let the other guys give you Rutgers because I somebody in this chat I was just some, about to say it. I, I, somebody somebody in this chat is going to give you Rutgers, so I, I will I will leave that to somebody else. Um, I hate to I hate to do it because I'll probably take Matt's answer, but. If Syracuse gets past San Diego State, I think they could find themselves in a decent position. Uh, I don't know how far they would go. I I don't necessarily know how far they would go from there. Um, But the the main thing, I think, for me would be getting past San Diego State. If they could do that, maybe they can wiggle their way in. Uh, It's Jim Boeheim in March. Uh, Buddy Boeheim has been playing out of his mind. Uh, he has been absolutely insane. He had a stellar run through the ACC tournament, uh, and it doesn't seem like it's going to stop now. So, you know, I'll, I'll give you Syracuse, and maybe maybe a play from Buddy Beheim can, can lift this team to uh, to new heights. So let's go over to the Syracuse Matt, man himself. Matt, what do you got? I thank you for that, Rich, but unfortunately I don't see Syracuse getting past West Virginia and they're big men, so uh, you can take that one. Um, <laughs> I, I'm rolling with UNC Greensboro's one with Isaiah. Oh, Milkis. you just took mine. Oh, I got to think of another And I'll, I'll let you speak on him more, so that's all I'll say about that. But um, the other team I'm looking at is uh, Ohio. Um, I know I mentioned Jason Preston earlier. I think they have a real favorable matchup, matchup against Virginia. And honestly, if they get past them, I think they can take on Creighton. I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, this Ohio team scores upper of 80 points per game. So they can get in a shootout and they have some athletic people and players on that team. I think they can defend and make a a sweet 16 run. CJ, what do you got? Who was the coach that ruined our March, the last March we had? Mike Young, dude. The guy's a genius. I think Virginia, I think Justin Mutz is a stud. I think they're going to beat Florida. They could give Ohio State a game, and then, you know, it's up from there. But I'm going to give you – I'm gonna, that's a 10 seed. I'm going to give you a 7. I think UConn is really a four, a 3 or 4 seed because they're not Buck Knight most of the year. They are so darn good. I think that matchup against Alabama has a chance to be absolutely, like, insane. Yeah, UConn is pretty phenomenal when Buck Knight's on the floor. Pat, what do you yeah. got? Um, I'm going to go Michigan State. Um, I know UCLA, Matt said UCLA was going to win matchup. I think Michigan State's really good. We saw what they're capable of against Michigan. I think Aaron Henry's really good. And I think some of these guys that they have are playing like a shell of, of themselves throughout the year. I think Rocket, Rocket Watts is very talented from what we've seen in the past. You can even throw Malik Hall in the mix. Um, and I think, you know, obviously Tom Izzo is, is like born for this. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Jez, uh, CJ – you know, brought that Rothstein, uh, you know, reference up before. And it's so true. You know, I mean, the dude just ready for it. Um, and, you know, I think they had BYU first and then Alabama's the two seed. I love Alabama. I think they're very talented. Um, didn't necessarily run through LSU today, uh, which is a little concerning. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I think I'm taking Michigan State. I think Aaron Henry's an absolute stud, too. And, Paps, what do you got? Are you going the Rutgers route? No one's gone Rutgers yet. 
I guess I have to because Pat did take mine. I was looking at that Michigan State, but yeah, um, I'll go Rutgers. You know, um, CJ mentioned it earlier. We would love to see that um, matchup against Houston. You know, Houston's a great basketball team, but I think Rutgers has more experience in play, playing in the Big Ten and playing, you know, the Michigan uh, Michigan team and everyone else uh, in the Big Ten. So I think when it comes down to experience and depth, uh, I think Rutgers has the the best run for a double double digit, um, you know, seeded team uh, making the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, yeah, I really like that matchup. If they could, you know, get past Clemson, you know, um, Clemson just lost to Miami. If that, if anyone doesn't remember that, they lost to uh, Miami. The other, this yeah, I, <laughs> so R- Rutgers might have an easy easy run uh, if they just play well. You know, it comes down to you know, it's it's March. It, who knows? <laughs> we could March. we could be hundred percent wrong. <laughs> this is March. Yeah. Oh boy. And for me, I mean, uh, Matt took mine, but UNC Greensboro, I think UNC Greensboro or even Georgetown, just both because those two could be playing each other in the round of 32. You could easily see both of them, UNC Greensboro taking out Florida State or even Georgetown taking out Colorado. I think it's going to be really intriguing to see for like UNC Greensboro. Isaiah Miller is a next level player. He is absolutely the real deal. Averaging 19, seven and four. He was a part of that 2018 squad with Greensboro that made the tournament. And, I mean, he really has taken on that superstar role for a, for a non-Power 5 squad, and he's embraced it, and he's, he's just an absolute force down the stretch, absolutely clutch. And then, again, for Georgetown, the Patrick Ewing effect is in full force. And I think more than anything, he's been preaching to his players, it's not how you start it, it's how you finish. And that's what they – they played like a team that was on, was completely under uh, underrated, under the radar, and they just didn't reach their potential until the Big East tournament. Jamarco Pickett has been an absolute senior leader down the stretch for the, for the Hoyas. And he just – they just instill confidence when they're on the floor. They just play hard. It's raspy. It may not be the most fluid type of basketball, but – I think you could easily see a Georgetown UNC Greensboro around at 32. Mm-hmm. So, but I'll take Greensboro to be the sweet 16 team as well. So let's do a little bit of rapid fire here for you guys. So I want to first take who's going to be the player for you. That is going to be the biggest standout in the NCAA tournament. I'll give, I'll give you guys a couple seconds to think about it. Cause for me, one or two, <laughs> huh? One or two. You can either what you can go one or two players. Uh, for yeah. me, it's Kate Cunningham because I think he's the best player that's going to be on the floor nine times out of ten. I think there, I think that there's going to be a potential Oklahoma State Illinois matchup. I think Desumu versus Cunningham is going to be absolutely fascinating to me if that ends up taking place. So I will say Kate Cunningham is going to be the most standout, but I, that's also just like a traditional pick, but. Again, Isaiah Miller, I think he's going to have a phenomenal tournament as well. So those are my two. Uh, CJ, what do you got? Javon Quinterly and, and Derek Colbert. And, all right. I like those. Pat? I was going to say Io. Uh, no, that's really boring. Um, let me think. I'm going to go I'll, go. I'll go Drew Timmy. Other than that, I'll throw throw a different name out there. I think he's really talented. Um, so I'll I'll, I'll throw him, I'll throw him in the mix. I think he's March ready. Paps, you got anybody? Come back to me. <laughs> All right, Rich, you got anybody? <laughs> I was so I was gonna say Drew Timmy, but I will I'll take somebody else from uh, I'll take somebody else from Gonzaga. Uh, either oh that's a cop out. I don't want to say that. It's either gonna be Jalen Suggs or Andrew Nembhard. Somebody's gonna make their presence felt. Uh, I'll say Suggs. I'll go with Jalen Suggs. And Matt, what do you got? Well, you stole Cade, so I'll go with Matt Coleman on Texas. All right. Perhaps if we come back to you, or are you just going to skip cool. this segment because you don't have anyone on the top of your head? Geo <laughs> Baker. Uh, I'm just go, go with I'm the Rutgers go. guy. You've been hyping Rutgers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, go, I, I'll go Iowa, and I'll go Luca Garza. Um, you know. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, um, great year all around. Um, everyone, you know, was high on him for player of the year just from the beginning. Uh, I think he'll show up this March. 
and I think that's the only team that has a shot at beating Gonzaga. I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, I don't have them in, but I think if that's the, that's the one team. So uh, Luca Garza, I'm going to go with. I like that thing that actually segues into my next question. Rapid fire. Just give me a quick exit. Where does Iowa exit? How far can Luca Garza take them? Uh, so you you said elite eight, right? Elite eight, perhaps he's gonna lose to Gonzaga. Or are you gonna take him out earlier than that? No, nah, yeah, I think that I I don't like the matchup if Oregon if they have to play Oregon, but I think they'll get past them. Um, but yeah, Gonzaga beats them uh, to get to the to the final four. Matt, where does Iowa exit? I mean, I got them out in the Elite Eight, but it's not easy if they got to play Oregon and then perhaps Evan Mobley and USC. They're sure giving him a lot of good bigs to go up against. For sure. Rich? I'll say I'll say the Sweet 16 against Kansas. Okay. Pat? Yeah, I'm saying the same thing. Kansas. And CJ? Round of 32 against Oregon. Luca Garza's not that good. <laughs> All right, fair <laughs> enough. That's <laughs> a hot take right <laughs> there. Kofi literally, like, Said like, all right, like, get the way, little bro. TJ, I mean, you got to give the guy props, but he got his number retired after he literally stepped off the court at Iowa. Yeah, I mean, gotta give him, I like, mean, give him a little credit. Yeah, he's all right, but like, you know, when you have a fidget, right. like, listen, or don't Oregon won't sleep till May. <laughs> all right, next question: Who will be the first one seed to be eliminated? And uh, let's just start it back up with CJ because you went last. Let's go back. Cross. Uh, Baylor. Baylor. All right, Pat. Baylor. Pat. Same thing. Yeah. I, I want to say Baylor, but I feel like everyone's going to say Baylor. I'm going to say Michigan. Okay. Yeah. I would Rich. say Michigan. Uh, Michigan is in a weaker bracket, so I will give you Baylor. And Matt. Michigan in the second round to LSU. I that's I actually like the LSU take. I like that too. All right. So then the last one I have here for the rapid fire is going to be is Gonzaga in the national championship? I'm just give me a yes or no. Matt. Yes. Rich. What do you think? Yes. <laughs> Paps is probably a yes because they were been hyping it up. Pat? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And CJ. They don't win a game by less than 10. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's wrap up this little round table that we have here. I want to get your final four and your national champ. We're gonna I'm throwing you guys on the spot right now. I'll give you guys a couple seconds to pull up the bracket and give you guys a little bit of a take. So I'm I'll 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 take one for the team and go first. So again, I have Gonzaga as well out of the West. Um, for the South, I hyped up Ohio State, so I'll take Ohio State here. Uh, Midwest, I'm actually gonna I take West Virginia out of the Midwest. I think, mm. I think they're going to be a sleeper team that people aren't really talking about. And they have four guards that can just go ISO ball whenever they want. Bob Huggins does not call plays. He just lets them do whatever they want, which is kind of unique <laughs> to me. And then out of the East, I couldn't even tell you. Actually, I'll go Alabama here. I'll go Alabama is my four. And I think Gonzaga is going to do something that hasn't been accomplished since the 70s. And they will be an undefeated national champion. All right, let's start it off with Matt. Give me your final four and your national champion. Offer your quick look right now. I know it'll probably all be completely different by the game starting on Friday, but initial reaction, initial final four. Well, you probably would think I'm from Texas or one of the Big 12 states because I'll start off with Gonzaga out of the West, but then I've got the Longhorns out of the East, Baylor out of the South, and Oklahoma State out of the Midwest, and I have Gonzaga over the Cowboys in the championship. Uh, I think Big 12 is your favorite conference. Is that what, is that what you're going at here? For the, the nah, I just like I just thought they had favorable matchups. I really, I really like what they gave them. All right, so we have two Gonzaga national champs. Rich, what do you have? 
You're about to have three Gonzaga national champs, so I'll just tell you that right off the bat. Uh, <laughs> of course, give me Gonzaga out of the West. Uh, then I will go. I'll go to the South, and I'll give you Ohio State. I really like the way this team has been playing. It's a deep team. They have a lot of guys that can knock down shots. EJ Liddell is that guy. Uh, Justin Aarons can knock down a few shots as well. Uh, I like the way Ohio State shoots the ball, and Holtman has done a really good job with that program. Uh, so give me Ohio State out of the South. Out of the Midwest, give me Illinois. I think Desumu and Coburn, it's, it's just going to be too much uh, for these other teams in that bracket. And in the East, I'm also going to give you Texas. Uh, the job Shaka Smart has done with that program has been nothing short of amazing. Uh, and you're finally starting to reap the benefits of it this year, and I think they'll make a Final Four run. Excellent. Pat, are we, are we staying on the Gonzaga train? Going Gonzaga to win it. I mean, no, actually, wait, what? That's not even what I was about to say. Um, <laughs> I caught you there. I got it. <laughs> caught it. Um, I'm going Illinois. Um, actually going Purdue. I really like Purdue. Um, and then I'm going to go another four seed, uh, Florida State. And I'm going to go Gonzaga. Um, Gonzaga and Illinois in the championship. I know I'm being boring. And Illinois wins it. All right. Uh, not boring enough, obviously, because you went against yeah. the grain and didn't take the, the zags. I think Florida State's really good. I think they they didn't play up to their, their potential uh, last night against Georgia Tech. I think they're I think they're pretty talented. All right, CJ, you're up. Gonzaga, Bama. I'm a huge Javon Quinley stand. The South is just so darn open. Um, I don't know. I I. I I'll like I want to slap myself for saying UNC, but they have a shot. I mean, uh, all right, yeah, we'll go UNC. Hell yeah! And I think Derek Culver is going to will their way to the Midwest Finals against Kofi. Kofi Derek Culver is the matchup we all need. I, yeah, Kofi Derek Culver. Blaine, and then Derek Culver. Oh, Blaine. Yeah. The front office is out here giving you four seeds and eight seeds in the final four. All right, we're 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 delivering today. Okay, <laughs> we're outside the box. We're delivering. Absolutely. CJ, who was your champ? You Who'd you say? Gonzaga. All right. Paps, take us home. All right. Um, I'm going to go, obviously, Gonzaga out of the West. Um, <laughs> Bama out of the East. I I'm going to change it up in the South. You know, CJ said it, it's, it's really wide open. Uh, I'll take Texas Tech out of there. Um, I'll just throw a curveball. I can see them, you know, getting out. They have experience in the tournament. Uh, I absolutely hate Matt McClung. Uh, that's just from him being at Georgetown. So I'm glad he's not there. Um, <laughs> so I'll take Texas tech out of the South, uh, and obviously Illinois out of the Midwest. Um, I'm going to agree with Pat. I'm going to say Illinois beats Gonzaga in the final. All right. So we have. Out of the six of us, we have four Gonzaga champions and two of the fighting Illini. All right, gentlemen, I'm going to give you guys one final take here. Each, you, each of you have the floor. Just anything you want to talk about before I let everyone go. And again, I was very humbled to have you guys on uh, to come on the final whistle and do this little round table and break down the March Madness bracket. So, Matt, you go first. Final take. Final take, I'll go with a sleeper team here. I know I quickly mentioned LSU over Michigan. I actually have LSU right now into the Elite Eight. I think that if they get past Michigan and it's either Colorado, Georgetown, Florida State, or UNC Greensboro, I just like LSU to beat any of those teams. Um, again, they got to beat Michigan first, but I just love Trendon Watford. Cameron Thomas is right up there with Cade Cunningham as one of the best freshmen in the country. And I'm in love with this LSU team. And they kind of backed it up today in the SEC tournament. That was, that was a fantastic game. Rich, final take. You know, the thing that dominates basketball for me, and not even just college basketball, but basketball in general, is you have to have elite guard play. And you have to have at least one big man to the point where he's not just – he has to do something. He doesn't have to do a lot. But if you have somebody uh, that – if you have at least one elite guard – uh, you can make a difference. And I think that's where uh, Gonzaga and Illinois fall into your lap, really. Um, 
with Kofi Coburn and Io DeSumo. And then, of course, I mentioned before, Gonzaga 1 through 5 is one of the best starting five lineups we've had in quite some time in college basketball. Uh, so when you take into consideration those two things, uh, I think you're in for a, for a special national championship here. Perhaps final take. Yeah. Um, you know, I really like the East bracket. Like I said, uh, it's very wide open uh, in terms of, you know, having two big East teams, uh, I think I'm riding high on Georgetown. I think they're just playing great right now. Um, so I'd watch out for them. I think they can make a, a small run uh, out of the East bracket. Um, especially what Rich said, you know, they have the guards, they have the big men. Uh, no, I think they just have to limit turnovers. And I think they'll, you know, they'll steal a few wins. Uh, that was the big thing for them in the Big East tournament. They were a little sloppy. So if they clean that up, uh, they'll be a really, you know, great team in this tournament. I have two. One, uh, I think Poppy Curbelo, Andre Poppy Curbelo becomes like the sweetheart of the NCAA tournament. I mean, the guy is Mm -hmm. absolutely electric. He's awesome. Um, I think he's going to, you know, become, you know, I think he's going to be, yeah, he's going to be awesome this year. Um, I think that Scotty Barnes breaks out, you know, obviously I had him in the final four. I think he's very, very talented with that size, Um, plays like a guard. Uh, and plays with a ton of raw emotion. Like he's not one of those freshmen that's just nervous out there. He's ready to go. He's ready to play. And I think he's ready for that stage. So I think Scotty Barnes really breaks out um, in, in, uh, in the tournament. TJ, take us home. It's like we, we contract back to the 80s, man. There are so many good back-to-basket centers right now. I think people are going to – I I know, you know, people – some people know Derek Culver is going to be a household man by the end of this tournament. And I think you see three back to – I think West Virginia makes a really good push. Absolutely, gentlemen. I want to thank every single one of you for taking some time out of your Sunday to do this little roundtable bracket breakdown. It was a real honor to have you guys on the final whistle. I know I've had you guys each on the podcast before. But, again, it was a real pleasure to have you guys on. And for everyone out there, as John Rothstein says – This is March. Enjoy the madness in Indianapolis, everybody. Good night.